I'm Samantha. I'm a compulsive eater. I have some pictures. Um, and these sort of all look kind of the same until the last one, which is just a picture of my head, but it's the most recent. I, I was uh, trying to find pictures, and I, I have three sets of being um, that I wanted to show to you. Uh, one was before I came to OA, when I was just crazy eating wheat and sugar and just out of my mind. The second set is when I was in OA and trying to surrender my food. I surrendered wheat and sugar and was still really trying to manage the rest by myself. So these are, those are the ones that are here. Um, and then um, the last one is after a few months uh, doing the HAL program. So I'll start, I'll start them here. So, what it was like when I was a kid, it was all about the food. I remember what I wanted to eat. I remember it was all wrapped up in this whole atmosphere. And it was like I locked onto the food as the reason, the hope, the future, the entertainment, the magic, everything, the hors d'oeuvres, that my, my parents had dinner parties. and. And it was the 70s, and so the oil lamps would be lit, and the hors d'oeuvres would come out, and the drinks would be there, and everybody was smoking and drinking and wearing polyester and laughing. <laughs> and I just remember the, the food. Like, I was like, are we having this? All right. And I would just keep going back and keep going back. And then, and, um, and I remember things like Halloween, which is like the, just the feeling so sick. You know, the build-up, the build-up, and then you start eating it, and then I'd be feeling so sick to my stomach, but there's more, so keep eating it. And then when I got to be around ah, seven-ish, I started to look and see other girls who were older than me that, that were really, really skinny. I know that now, that they were really, really skinny, like thighs that were smaller than their knees and then you know that and they were all wearing the 1980s really skin tight jeans and I thought that's why I don't feel good is because I'm not skinny I need to be skinny and so there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on in my family dynamic which I had no clue was going on I, I didn't know all I knew as a seven-year-old was, oh, I need to be thin. That's going to fix everything. I'm going to be thin and have long hair. I locked onto the out, outer stuff as being what went wrong because all, I was also feeling like I didn't feel loved anymore. And I wasn't sure what I'd done wrong. And I didn't have attention anymore. I wasn't sure why. And I was like, why? I'm not thin, that's why, and I began to diet. I never succeeded. I've never succeeded at dieting, e ever. Um, so that didn't work. And so what I would do is I would not eat until I got home from school and I was starving and then I would start eating. And I would start and I wouldn't stop. And then I would go, oh, I'm a pig, I'm a beast. I'm. This is why. I'm not loved, I'm not worthy, I'm gonna not eat, and I not eat. That went on for a very long time. So, fast forward, 
through the stages of stuff we can all relate to. Um, I was in Los Angeles and I was studying to be an actress and I knew still without a shadow of a doubt that the problem was that I needed to be thin. It was weird. It's like that's the solution to everything my whole life. And um, so I went to a, uh, a counselor and ended up going to OA. And I did the best I could with what I had. And then I ended up needing to go to another program. And when I found that other program, like a good compulsive overeater, I was like, you know what? That was my problem. I'm gonna eat whatever I want. Because over there, and so I did. And I and I I stayed sober. So there you go. And I ate everything. <laughs> I ate everything. And just God help you if you commented on it, because I'm sober. Past the whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, then I got a little crazy because I still knew that the solution was to be thin so I started taking laxatives but that didn't work it just created embarrassing situations and I didn't lose any weight so then I found these pills and uh, they worked oh my gosh they were fantastic my sponsor told me there was nothing in them nothing mind or mood altering in them and I started taking them, and you know what? My life got exciting, and my apartment got clean, and I lost 20 pounds because who cares about food? Because I'm filled now. I'm good. I'm not a compulsive eater. I don't have a problem. I'm not on anything with anything in it, and, um, and I'm looking good. And then I went weird. I was like, Checking for collarbones, checking for wrist bones, checking for ribs, checking, 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 checking. Don't eat, can't eat, can't eat, can't eat, can't eat. Go to a restaurant, I'm not allowed to eat, I can't eat, I can't eat anything. So that didn't last. Um, at one point, I, I called them and I was like, what's in these? And I found out what was in them. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's not good. So that sort of went off my list as an option. Something which I sometimes still go, damn. <laughs> but um, so that I was sort of left with this situation which was unaddressed. And I found um, another program. So I got into uh, the relationship with my husband. There were dynamics there that were troubling to me, which I could not face. And I started to eat again. And I um, then I started to look for solutions, and I found this program in Los Angeles that was very uh, strict. Some might even say it was rigid. Some might even say it was legalistic and punishing. Not I, of course. Um, and what happened was that I followed it and went crazy because it was the sort of thing where I really believed I was following a spiritual program. But I wasn't. I was white knuckling it and I did it for a year. I did it for a year and I went through all of the program and I was thin again. And I was the most miserable and obsessed that I've ever been. 
and things were getting emotionally more uh, stressful. And I remember thinking, I'm either going to have this food or I'm going to drink. And I thought, bring on the food. And I gained 70 pounds. And I fought every pound. And I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. And I started eating wheat and sugar again. Oh, yeah, I did 70 pounds without sweet and sugar. I'm good at what I do. <laughs> there are ways. You guys probably know some of them. Um, so I, um, and by now I had a real chip on my shoulder about surrendering my food to any sort of program or food plan. But what was happening to me is that I was, uh, I was, um, lost within myself. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror anymore. I was, I had gotten up to my top weight. I don't know whether it was my top weight. This is when I stopped weighing myself. I stopped weighing myself at 237 and then I didn't want to know anymore. <laughs> but I didn't stop eating yet. So, um, but I, I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, where did I go? Like my, my, well, and also because of what I was eating, I was so, um, intolerant to it or allergic to it that I would just was just puffed up anyway and at the same time I was never ever free from the craving and I was never free from the obsession of what am I gonna do I gotta get out of this I've got to get out of this but I can't I can't I don't know how I don't know how and all the time it was running through my head what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I like it never ever stopped and I would try something and I couldn't do it I couldn't keep it up. And it was so demoralizing to start something every morning. Every morning I started. And every afternoon I was eating crap and not stopping. And um, I was doing exactly the same things as I used to do. And um, finally I thought, I can't do this anymore. And I remember I was lying in bed and I, and I, I just had this thought of like, I gotta go to OA. I gotta go back, I gotta go to OA. And I did, I went to regular OA. And what happened is that after that first meeting and starting to work the steps to the best of my ability, I, I was able to let go of uh, sugar and wheat again. And that was instrumental, because those are alcoholic foods for me. They're like heroin, they're just, I'm no longer functioning, I'm insane. Uh, if I'm taking those into my body. And, um, and then I, uh, I got peace. The what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do for the first time in years, stopped. And um, the weight came off very gradually. And, um, and what I learned about myself is that my disease is um, deep. Like it's really, really deep. It's too deep for me to access. It's like a, a soul-level, soul archetypal DNA, nonverbal level something <laughs> that I cannot talk to. It, I can't access it. I can't control, alt, delete it. I can't end task it. I can't reprogram it. It's beyond me. So what was happening is that as I was really trying to work an OA program, I was really eating food. <laughs> I mean, I can eat 
food. And I didn't want to, and it was sort of happening anyway. And I would try this food plan and, and this food plan and slip over here, and I couldn't get my footing. And I was like, okay, well, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm at peace, I'm working the steps, I'm not as big as I was. But what would happen is that I, I, I didn't know a couple things about myself. One thing I didn't know was that I actually really can't handle grains. It might happen in the future. I, I don't have anything against them, and not everyone's like me. But what I would do is that I would do what I understood to be a good idea, which was uh, follow a food plan for 30 days with no grains and then try and introduce them back in. And every single time I tried to introduce them back in, I would uh, like spin out, like train wreck, just, just gone. And I'd be like, what happened? Like, and so I would go down the scale and go back up the scale. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't, I didn't understand what's happening. And so um, uh, on Easter, this past Easter, I was at my sister-in-law's and we had Easter, and um, which is just food. And um, I did it again. I ate until I felt sick. And I recognized that there was a feeling of hopelessness that had been growing in me, a sense of despair. And while I was really grateful for the weight loss that I had, I knew in that moment that I couldn't get any further <coughs> under my own steam or with my current understanding or with what I was trying to do. And I thought, I gotta go, I, I gotta go to Howe, which for me stirred up images of, um, not good old stuff from crazy land and so I but I thought you know what I'm crazy now so maybe I just go and see what happens and I don't have to do it I can maybe just go and and listen and see if I can figure out something and um and what I heard at that meeting was uh that the well, not going to go through the entire how concept because I don't know it by heart, <laughs> but um, what I heard that first meeting was no sugar, no white flour, weighed and measured. And I was like, cool. So I started weighing, measuring. Lots of different stuff, which I don't eat now, but no sugar, no white flour. I started weighing and measuring. And then I got a sponsor, a temporary sponsor, and started working the steps. and. Um, and, uh, I, and then I adopted a pretty strict, uh, I adopted a pretty strict food plan. I didn't stay with that because I started to go crazy. But, but what happened, and when, and when I use the term crazy, what I'm tr trying to describe is um, uh, the feeling of I'm gonna <clears throat> kill someone because I'm too hungry and this sucks and this isn't right. It's un-American. <laughs> And um, that's just wrong. That's the level of crazy I'm trying to communicate. <laughs> um, which can lead me, if I stay there long enough, to you know, eating with abandon and then hopelessness. So, um, but what I did get, and that was, it, it, this is a really wonderful gift, in that first 30 days, I got uh, to know what I feel like when I'm sane 
when I'm um, physically sane, because I cut out all the foods that could possibly be trigger foods. And then I was able to um, start adding stuff back in. I got a nutritionist, and she gave me a food plan with just a little more food on it, and that helped. Um, so since then, what's happened to me is um, that I have, uh, I, I've been able to follow the food plan I'm currently on. And I've got a sponsor who, um, who is really understanding. Like, it's kind of like I, I, I look at it like, um, like it's a boxing ring. And I'm in the ring, and sometimes I'm up against the ropes. And they, they, they go like they're, they're elastic. You know, there's just, there's a little give. Because the thing that I wasn't willing to do again was, um, was be told I'm back to day one because I had an extra green bean. Because that's just wrong. <laughs> In my opinion, and I don't speak for everyone, but I can't, I can't live that way. And I can't be absent long term with that mentality. Like me, just me, I can't do it. So, so I have a situation and a food plan and a way of living, which has, uh, I'm in the ring. I don't get to hop out of the ring and go up into the stands and get peanuts or whatever. I, I'm in the ring. But sometimes I'm against the ropes. And that's when I'm talking to my sponsor. And she's like, come on, come back off the ropes. <laughs> you know, let's move back into the center. And it really, and it keeps me, it keeps me here. And, um, and I, have, I have the physical recovery. It's very slow, but I'm, I'm, I've got past, for, for the first time in a very long time, gosh, like 12 years, I think, I'm under 200 pounds. And that, I had pretty much despaired of that ever happening. Um, and uh, and some, some months I weigh myself and I don't lose weight. And that is very upsetting to me. <coughs> and sometimes I freak out about it. I freaked out on Sunday night. I was really mad. I may have to make some adjustments. But I might not have to make adjustments because what's also been going on in my life as I work the, ste the steps and I have that boxing ring, is um, that some really awful stuff has started to come up. Stuff that I did not want to look at. The stuff that's down in that non-verbal, not going there place. Like I was doing my writing for my step work and all of a sudden I felt sick to my stomach and I'm like, ew. And I, and I just made myself write it down. Don't write it in detail, just write it down. And then I told my sponsor. And that sort of started a process where now I'm, you know, getting some outside help. Because you can't lay that crap on a sponsor. <laughs> like, can you please psychoanalyze me and repair my soul damage? <laughs> like, no, I can work the steps with you. Please get help. Um, and, <laughs> and I am. And it's helping. And I think one of the things that was underneath a lot of that just, just unconscious eating, overeating, even when I was trying to work a program, was that, uh, that north north magnet. You know when you try and put two magnets together and it's like, uh, uh, that's me. That's me and the truth sometimes. Me and my old pain. Nope. Nope. And, um, and I had to have a structure 
so that there was nowhere to go. Like when you hold the two north magnets together and you just go, no, you're gonna go and you're gonna, <laughs> and that's what I get sometimes. And I hold it for a minute and um, yeah, and what's happening as a result is that um, I'm starting to get real, uh, real recovery, real strength. And I'm forced to uh, look to my higher power because I can't look to the fridge or the takeout menu or the restaurant or the baking extravaganza with sugar-free, wheat-free, gluten-free options. Like, there's nothing I won't do to get my fix. I will make it work. I'll use anything to like, you know, nope, it's not really this because it's no gluten and no sugar and no blah, blah. No, look at it. It looks like a thing and it's a thing. Look what you're, you're eating a thing. It's like, no. So, so where I'm at right now is that my sponsor and I had a conversation about like this idea that I had about what, what being thin would actually, if I ever achieved that, like my whole life, it's like my life, it's a really shallow goal. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm very shallow, I'm working on the long hair, I'm working, and then I'll be done, I'll be good. Um, but what it really looks like, what would it really, what it looks like is same shit, different body, excuse my language, you know? And you know, you're just, you just live in life and you fall down and you scrape your knee and it hurts and you're thin. Guess what? It hurts still. And people bump into me and it hurts. And people say mean things and it hurts. <coughs> but if I want to be present and I want to have this recovered life and I want to have the joy, which is on the other side of it, the ability to feel things, and quite frankly, the ability to sit comfortably again, to put on clothes and look in the mirror and go, okay, not bad. Not that bad, it's okay. I have to be willing to cry over the skinned knee and put a Band-Aid on it and move on with my day. Like it's just part of my new reality. And it's really scary for me because I'd rather North North magnet it sometimes. I want the prize. I wanna look good and I wanna feel good, but I really don't like the pain. I just don't. But I'm so glad there are, there are tools that we have in this program that help me through that pain. And um, uh, I can write. I've been doing some journaling. I'm doing my step work. I'm working on um, outreach texts because calls are very hard and I don't want people to answer. So <laughs> I will text and they'll text me back. All right, and it looks like my time has come to an end. Thank you.